Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Welcome to the Italian Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Thomas Bear of the Gagliore Winery in Chianti Classico. Did in I say that Castellina right? In Castellina in Chianti. In Castellina. So, Thomas, where are you from originally? Originally, we are from Zurich, Switzerland. I started out as a lawyer and then was a banker. And in my third life, started to produce wine. We were able to buy Gagliore in 1990. The estate itself dates back to 994 after Christ. So uh, it's quite an undertaking to pursue winemaking on this old estate. So when you say it's an undertaking, do you mean respecting tradition? Respecting, respecting the heritage and the tradition. We try to put the heritage and the tradition into our bottles. How were you received when you first arrived in 1990? You were probably like the second wave of, of say, non-Italians. to. That's right. We were always received very kindly and the local producers always were very helpful, sharing their experiences with us. And gradually we started out with five hectares and now we have 19 hectares. Well, that's a nice size, 19. Yeah. In 2011, we were able to buy a small vineyard in the famous Concador in Panzano. So what's the Concadora? Why is it so famous? The Concador is famous for its terroir and for its location. It has a singular terroir and a singular location. So is, it, is it flat? No, it's a conca. It's a, it's a shell, like the name says, and therefore it reflects the sun beautifully. And with the earth that is there, it absolutely makes an amazing wine. So how are you dealing with talking about, obviously it's the Concordoro is a very sunny, warm microclimate, and that's important for Sangiovese wine? That is very important for Sangiovese wine. We have about 90% Sangiovese grapes in uh, Banzano, and um, the grape quality there is absolutely ideal. We also started out making uh, biological wine and grapes in uh, Panzano, as all our neighbors also are, because Panzano has a special microclimate which lends itself very well to biological winemaking. So in the Pantano group, it's you're sort of one of the leaders in Italy t for producers getting together, talking to each other, and, and you've got like a, almost a total organic zone there, haven't you? That is correct. There is a very close uh, relationship and coordination among the producers in Pantano. So the idea is that insects that might eat grapes fly around, they don't respect boundaries, right? <laughs> exactly. That makes it much more, uh, much easier to make biological wine in Pantano than it is in Castellina, where first of all, the microclimate is different. Uh, Different and second of all, the neighbors are not all as biological as they are in Panzano. Do you have other producers coming to you from other regions to say to look at Chianti? Because Chianti is such a complicated wine sometimes in a complicated region, and people think it's a bit stuck in the mud, a bit old-fashioned. But this is uh, pioneering, isn't it? This organic project. I think uh, it's pioneering in the biological way. I think uh, the way we are doing it is is very much state of the art. So let's talk about the taste. Uh, your, the main grape is Sangiovese. That's right. So what makes Chianti Classico and Sangiovese such a good match? Well, uh, Chianti Classico originally is Sangiovese and only more recently were other grape varieties added. So I think the autochtone grape of Chianti Classico is Sangiovese. And I think especially if you have a good terroir and a good location, you should be able to make an exceptional Sangiovese, which can stand alone. So what do you, when you have dinner after, after a long day talking with your organic uh, neighbors, when you go home, what do you, what do you make for dinner to have with your, with your Chianti Classico? We usually have uh, red meat, but occasionally also pasta. 
depending on the year, uh, on the vintage of the Sangiovese that we drink. So when you say pasta, what pasta with what? But just pomodoro, we would have, tomato? Uh, we have a specialty in our house, uh, ravioli aperti. Go on, what's that? We have a Tuscan cook who uh, has a specialty, ravioli aperti. These are very, very thin ravioli that are not closed and are usually filled with spinach or ricotta. So do you get a bit of pressure from uh, Mrs. Bear about eating more vegetarian food and <laughs> avoiding the steak? That's true. That's true. So how is tourism affecting Chianti, both the plus, the positive side and the negative side? I think it's starting to come back again. It used to be, or the past few years was a bit weak, but uh, we're seeing an influx again of uh, tourists coming from all over the place. The Chianti Classico region is situated between two of the most famous cities in Italy, Florence and Siena. That's correct. So how is the type of tourists that you get, what do they look for? Do they just want to taste wine or do they want a bit of history and culture? No, they want a bit of history. They want to, of course, see Siena, they want to see Florence, and uh, they also they want to see the countryside. Especially our estate uh, is uh, uh, worth a trip because uh, our estate in Castellina is characterized by these dry stone wall terraces that you don't very frequently see nowadays. So where did the stones come from? These are local stones that came from where the where the terraces are really made. So they came out of the soil when the when they the came vineyards. Out Exactly. We're being created and being That's worked right. by the horses. And they horses. gradually decay over time and turn into sand, and that makes the territory what it is. Okay. So just looking at you now, you're not a young man, but when I look at you, you are a young man. You sort of mean your smile and uh, your enthusiasm. And uh, So what keeps you going? Well, I think we want to, on behalf of the family, my children and grandchildren take a keen interest in the progress of the winery and help us. And uh, we try and uh, want to make one of the best wines in Tuscany. And just go back a little bit to the history. You're saying your, your history of your estate goes back to 900? No, 994. We have a document in the historical archives of Siena where a Langobard king gives Gagliole the estate to his son on the occasion of his marriage. So you're the, you're the modern day king about to hand over to the next generation. <laughs> That's Th- right. Thomas Bear, it's been a delight to talk to you. I hope to come and see you in uh, Chianti sometime in the future. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.